they were improvising and it just like gave the song like a whole new like feeling. And I literally like started crying. <laughs> like I got like the chills and I like got all like emotional about it. And I was like, That's awesome. damn, like this, this is going to be like something. Hello, sound seekers. Welcome to another insightful installment of Sound for Thought, a podcast about why people make music. I am your host, Andrew Schultz from Redefining Records. We've got an exciting episode for you today featuring my interview with the considerably talented and fantastic Chloe Gallardo. She is a dream rock, indie pop singer-songwriter from Orange County, Southern California. Her new single, Cutting It Close, is out now, and you'll actually hear that track in just a few moments before we get into the interview. Her upcoming album, Defamator, is being polished up as we speak, as you'll hear in the episode. Chloe is hard at work in the studio to try to get that album out sometime next year. We had a terrific conversation about how she grew up in a musical family, how she had the opportunity to see her parents perform live, how that impacted her sound and her music. We talked about her early aspirations to act and be a Disney Channel actress and how she eventually gave that up to pursue music full-time. We talk about how living in Orange County has impacted her sound. We talk about self-promotion on social media, kind of the necessity of using social media for indie artists these days. And she also gives some tips on how she breaks out of a writer's block. We learn a bit more about Chloe's bandmates, how she collaborates with her brother, her producers, all of the sonic influences on her new album, and most importantly, as always, Chloe explains why she makes music. You can find all of Chloe's music on Spotify, Apple Music, etc., any of the streaming platforms. You can follow her on Instagram at Cloferd, that's C-H-L-O-F-E-R-D. And her website is ChloeGallardo.com. Pretty easy to find. Go check it out. You can keep up with this podcast, Sound for Thought, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc., any of those streaming platforms. Give us a follow on Instagram at Redefining Records to keep up with new episodes, other cool music discovery content, including our sister podcast, Bands, Beers, and Buzzwords with John Pagliasati of Delta Dagger. We're also working hard on a special Halloween edition Bands, Beers, and Buzzwords episode this week that will hopefully come out on Halloween, so keep an eye out for that. Alright, that's it for the intro. Short and sweet. Stay safe, be kind, and keep making cool shit. Enjoy the show. This track's called Cutting It Close by Chloe Gallardo on Sound for Thought.
Anyway, thanks for uh, coming on the show today. I'm excited to talk to you. I discovered your music through Sean of The Shakes, who I interviewed like a few yes. weeks back. And I listened to your music and it was really cool. So Thank excited you. to talk today. Uh, what have you been up to? How's your morning going? Oh, man. Can, if you can hear those dogs in the background, I'm so sorry. I'm oh, bio- no. We encourage dog sounds on this podcast. Okay, awesome. Um, my morning has been pretty slow. I've been so busy like the past month, I feel like. I'm working on an album right now. Yeah. Um, so like, and I also have two jobs. So when I'm not doing the two jobs, I'm like doing the album. And so any chance I get to like sleep in a little bit, I do. So I, I did do that today. Well, that's nice. I'm glad you got to sleep in and have a little bit of a slower morning today. Yeah. Um, I'm, we'll get to the album in a second, but I'm always really curious what, uh, musicians have as like their jobs as their second jobs. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I'm a nanny, so that's like my primary one. Um, I nanny for two really cool, like really great kids. Um, and then I also work at a restaurant. Um, it's like a sandwich place. (laughs) Nice. Super glamorous. Hey, that's like so many people have to do that. That's just like part of the artist grind. Yeah. Yeah. It's, do you enjoy either of those? It sounds like the nanny one, maybe. Yeah, I love the family that I work for. They're like, I feel like they're like my second family. Um, but, you know, <laughs> restaurant job, I've been working in like the food industry since I was like 15 and a half or 16. So it can get a little uh, annoying. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so tough because... I mean, I've only done it like briefly for like one summer. I was a waiter and it, it was a grind. I, I don't think people who don't work in the service industry realize how exhausting it is. Yeah, so. truly. I feel like everyone should try it a little bit just so they can like be nice to people that serve them. Yeah, exactly. That's a good idea. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the album, I believe. I, I saw in an article, it's going to be called Defamator. A defamator, yeah. Defamator. I can pronounce words. That's okay. I don't think it's actually like a real word, so I'm kind of just choosing how to say it. It's, it's a cool word. I like it Thank a lot. You. Either either way, either pronunciation is good. So what's the timeline on that? Well, how's it looking so far? Yeah, so I'm kind of just getting started on it. Um, was it yesterday or two days ago was like our first day with like the studio musicians coming in. Um, and like before that we were just doing a bunch of pre-production stuff. So like up until a couple of days ago, like the, it was kind of just like an idea and now it's like coming to life and I'm like, Oh my God, like this is crazy. Hell yeah. But I don't even know like when we're going to be done because um, we're kind of taking the approach of like, getting all like the basics down and then like sitting on it and seeing like what we need to add to it instead of kind of like mapping it out and like making it super like meticulous. Yeah. Um, So it's cool to do that approach, but it's also like, I don't have like a deadline or anything. So that gives me like a little bit of anxiety, but like I'm just trying to like (laughs) go with it, but um, hopefully we'll be done like within the next month. I'm I'm thinking that's what's going to happen. That's cool. I think as long as you have like a rough idea, then yeah, yeah the positives of not setting the hard deadline can be good. As long as it's not like a we'll finish maybe in the next two years type of thing. Right. Oh that my God, would drive yeah. me crazy. That would drive me insane. Um, but you just put out that uh, new single, Cutting It Close, which was really cool. I watched the, the music video, which was very cool as well. I was wondering where the the big head inspiration came from i've seen it in like a few different places where people use the big head thing and i was wondering what what made you do that yeah so um kind of like the creative direction came from a friend of mine um who's in skin mag um his name is davis stewart yeah nice um he has been like kind of dabbling in like directing and so he offered to direct that for me and i was just like you know what? I like your like 
creative direction. Like you can just do whatever you want with it. And like the only thing I gave him was that I had this pink dress that I had bought. And I was like, I think this could be cool. So that was like my only input. And then the rest was like totally on him. But it was definitely like um, inspired by like a lot of like David Lynch stuff. And like there, I think I'm like such a fake fan, but there's a movie with a big head. I think it's called Frank. Yeah. I love that movie. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't seen it. (laughs) I haven't seen it, but he definitely took a lot of inspiration from that for sure. Yeah. I, I was low-key going to, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you should definitely watch it. It's a great movie for anyone who is a musician, especially. Yeah, it's on my list. I'm just, you know, busy, busy, busy. Oh, yeah. It sounds like you have no time to watch movies, so yeah. <laughs> that's okay. You're off the hook. Well, cool. That that sounds really cool. Yeah, I, uh, Sean, Sean mentioned Skin Mag as well as mm-hmm. somebody I should talk to, so hopefully I'll be able to talk to him at some point too, them. Yeah, I actually don't even know like what they're doing if they're a band anymore. Oh shit, really? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I because I listened to Sean's episode a little bit, and yeah. when he said Skin Mag, I was like, oh, I wonder like what they're doing because I don't know if they're like making gonna ever put out new music again. But I mean, if they do, that'd be cool because they're like very talented people. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll have to find out at some point. Yeah. That's funny though. Well, I always like to get an idea early on in the interview of kind of how you got into music. I'm sure you've told uh, the story a few times, but you know, from a young age, like when you were a kid, was there somebody in your life, whether it be your parents or a sibling or family member, friend who really got you into music? Yeah. um, Both my parents actually are musicians. So that definitely had an influence on me from like an early age. There's always been like instruments around the house and like my parents, especially like my dad there, he's really big on like showing me new music, especially like when I was little. And like, I remember he got us our one condition for like getting an iPod, like me and my brother was, um, that he had to put music on it. <laughs> so <laughs> he put that. like all like the good like Beatles albums and stuff on there. And um but yeah, I've always been like around music and like um been like performing and just like seeing my parents perform. So I think I always kind of thought like, oh yeah, I'm probably gonna do something like this, like when I'm older. Yeah. That's actually really interesting. I don't know too many people who have had the opportunity to see their parents perform. So they yeah. like, what do they do exactly? Um, so my dad, well, I kind of grew up more so watching my mom perform okay. with my stepdad and cause they do like more of like an acoustic, like folk kind of vibe. Um, and so I would like go with them to like their little like open mics or like little coffee shops where they booked little gigs. And then my dad's music is a little more like intense and like he tends to play at like bars and stuff. So like, yeah, <laughs> didn't really go to a lot of those until like I was a little bit older, but, um, he's more into like an alt rock kind of guy, um, Okay, heavy stuff talks about emotional stuff. Um, but yeah, it was kind of funny, like going to his first show after like knowing that he just would go and perform and I couldn't see him. And then I was like, Oh, you know what? I get it. <laughs> I can get why. <laughs> I didn't need to see this for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. That's really cool though. Do you think that they, I mean, it sound, sounds like probably yes, but do you think that they've had an influence on on the type of music that you write? I think so. Um, it's kind of funny. Like I've always been a pretty good 50-50 split of both of my parents and like, yeah. My mom is like super, it like writes super folky, like singer songwriter songwriter stuff. Um, and then my dad again is like more like into the rock alternative stuff, and I'm like here in the middle with like indie rock. So yeah, I think like lyrics wise, I definitely got that from my mom. Um, and then like my dad, I probably have more of like the heavier like full band influence. Um which is kind of cool because this newer album that I'm working on has more of like a, a more of like a rock, like heavier rock feel to it. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I, 
really like my favorite song of yours that I listened to was the 20 fold song, which kind of had that heaviness at the end or halfway through, which I really love. Yeah. That one's such a cool song. I like, I wish it was more popular. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Yeah. Well, maybe it will be. We'll tell people, go listen to, I can direct my whole 50 followers to uh, go listen to 20 fold right now. Cool. Well, was there a point in your life where music changed from being something that was a hobby to being something that you actually wanted to pursue? Or did you always know you were just going to keep doing it? That's a good question. I don't really like remember a time where I didn't think I was going to do something like related to performing or like singing. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of was like, I went through a phase as a as a child where I was like in musical theater and I was like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be like the star of every show. And yeah, I want to be on Disney channel. (laughs) And I was like, Oh wait, I really don't want to do that at all. Um, and I, I think it kind of changed. Like, I mean, I hope the Disney channel part definitely changed before high school, but like the, like performing, like an acting part. Cause I thought I was going to be like an actress and a singer for a while. And then I like got to high school and like saw like the musical theater scene. And I was like, I don't think I really fit into this. Yeah. Um, and so then I was like, maybe I'll just like do my own thing with like just music. And then it was a weird transition into like, instead of singing and performing, like as a character, I had to like sing and perform as myself and like sing about things that meant a lot to me. And I was like, Ooh, this is like, so different, but yeah, I like it. So that's really cool. Yeah. But I'm sure, like, some of the skills or like experience you got from doing acting early on probably helps you, like, on stage and stuff, right? Yeah, people have always told me, like, I seem really comfortable when I'm on stage, which is a relief to me <laughs> because I literally feel like I'm gonna shit my pants half the time. <laughs> Um, but every time that like, even when I'm the most nervous, people will be like, you're so calm up there. And I'm like, dude, I'm glad you think so. Cause I'm like dying. <laughs> that's great. As long yeah. as you look calm, that's the only thing that yeah, matters. Exactly. <laughs> that's so funny. I've always thought like performing is, is really just fake it, fake it till you make it is, oh, for I sure. just love it so much. I'm like, just pretend, pretend like you're confident, even though, yeah. I don't know anybody who truly is confident I on know. stage. So, I mean, I nobody I've met. I'm sure there's people, but some people yeah. are just better at pretending. Exactly. That's so. the truth. Well, nice. And uh, do you ever think you'll go back to acting? Does it interest you at all anymore? Honestly, no. I, <laughs> I think I'm really bad at it. Like, I think it's good that I left that part of my life behind. <laughs> all right. That's good then. Um <laughs> Well, I'm always curious, you brought up acting and we talked about your job, your jobs, plural, a little bit. Mm-hmm. One question I always ask at some point is, what do you enjoy doing outside of music? Do you have any like hobbies or stuff like that that you like to do to take your mind off music? Um, Sounds like you don't have much time, free time. <laughs> yeah, but. yeah. Uh, I really like to travel. Um, if I ever get like a free weekend or something I'll try to go somewhere my mom lives out in Joshua Tree so oh sick um it's nice I'm actually going there today um but it's nice to kind of like get away a little bit um and I also love going up to like San Francisco I have a bunch of friends up there but yeah I usually like if I have a free second like I'll traveling is like my my go-to thing that's cool yeah, Joshua Tree is a great place to uh, retreat to and kind of change your mindset and stuff. Maybe a, do psychedelic really drugs. Good, Who knows? It's a really good reset <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I was kind of curious to talk about this actually. So you're based in Orange County still, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Full time. Yep. How do you think? I mean, did you grow up there? I did. Okay. Yes. Me too. Yeah. I, I'm in Seattle now, but I grew up in Huntington. Oh up no until, way. Yeah, up until like a couple of years ago I moved 
moved well college i was in santa barbara moved to seattle about one year ago okay but i was curious how you think growing up in orange county impacted your music versus maybe growing up somewhere else like you have a very like you know indie rock folksy melancholic sound Mm -hmm. i think it's fair to say some people from outside of southern california might be confused as to why you know, you live in this beautiful sunny place and you don't, <laughs> but your music's like a little bit on the darker side. Um, yeah. Do you think that is like a juxtaposition on, that came out because like you're trying to get yourself outside of this space or what do you, what do you think about that? That is like a really good question. Um, yeah. I mean, I hate Orange County. <laughs> so I there think we go. Yeah. That's like a good reflection of my music. Um yeah, I grew up in Aliso Viejo. Okay. Um and just like suburby, like really close to Dana Point. You know, those yeah. people interesting. Um Yes, I know what you mean. <laughs> my I don't know, my high school like didn't really have a lot of like band stuff going on or like um music stuff in that I was into. Yeah. Um so I always kind of felt like I mean I hated high school like I never felt like I fit in and just I don't know like even the people that I will still like run into in Orange County I'm like ugh like people who like want to like stay in Orange County really like concern me. Yeah. So I'm like especially like you can maybe like end up back in Orange County but like if you don't want to like go out and like experience a different place like that's concerning to me. Yeah. Um but yeah, I don't know. I it's funny cuz I feel like Orange County is very like um punk. Like there's a huge punk scene. Yeah. You're right. And so it's interesting um trying to navigate like playing shows with like the type of music that I make <laughs> and then like yeah. the type of music that's pretty prevalent in this area. Um but yeah, I mean I had a rough time growing up in Orange County, so that definitely probably shows in my lyrics. <laughs> yeah. No, that's really I'm glad you shared all that. That, that makes sense. And what is keeping you staying there? I mean, why don't you move to LA like most people or move to San Francisco or something like that? I was living in LA for a bit. Um, okay. And then pandemic stuff yeah. had to come back home. So I am currently in Irvine with my dad and it's been cool. It's been like over a year back home. <laughs> so like I'm ready yeah. to get out again. And I am, I'm moving, um, Next, like early next year, back up to LA. So, oh, cool. something to look forward to. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah, I I moved back home with my parents after I graduated for a while too. And mm-hmm. There's like a there's a ticking time going by, like how long you can survive in your parents' house yeah. when you move back in. You're like, this is nice, but also I have to get out. <laughs> yeah, especially after like being on your own and then you're coming back and you're like, Oh, where did my freedom go? What's going on? Yeah. Even with the coolest parents, you still feel Mm -hmm. that. So, yeah. Well, nice. That's really cool. Who are your biggest influences today? I saw some of them kind of on your Spotify page or your bio, uh, you know, men I trust, Julia Jacqueline, Phoebe Bridgers. Is there anybody, some, is there anything you're listening to that your listeners might not expect you to be into? Um, it's actually funny. I just took all those like influences down. <laughs> okay. Well, this is good then. We'll get the updated version. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was like talking to my manager that was like posting it and she was like, do you want to like change the people that you're influenced by or you just want to take it out completely? And I was like, I just want to take it out. Cause yeah. like a lot of the stuff I'm being influenced by right now is like older stuff which is like not anything, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's kind of weird to put that in like your Spotify bio. If you're like, if people are trying to figure out like if they're into one new indie artist and then they find me, like, I feel like they'd be like, Oh, who are these people? But, um, been listening to this, uh, band called broadcast a lot. Um, okay. Okay. 
it's a, my album is very like nineties influenced for sure. Um, so they're from the nineties. I think the lead singer actually died, which is really sad. Oh, Anika is cool. Annika. I've been listening to a lot of her. She's super like, again, nineties. Um, yeah. What else? My producer put me onto like this band called prefab sprout. (laughs) (laughs) That's a cool name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I haven't been listening to a lot of like newer stuff um, recently just because we're trying to kind of like stick to one yeah, like direction. Um, one direction. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely not influenced by one direction. Yeah. Love yeah. Them. I figured. Um, but yeah, also like Angel Olsen. I love her. Yeah. So great. much. Um, but like as far as stuff that people wouldn't expect, I also listen to – a lot of like I'm, I've been into a lot of post-punk which Very is cool. funny because I don't think that that reflects at all in my music but um there's this band Crack Cloud they're cool also Baxter Dury is really cool he's not post-punk but he's like synth pop but he's yeah. super cool and he sounds like he should be punk because he's just kind of an asshole but <laughs> here comes a Yeah, I've been dabbling. I've been kind of like going into different genres recently that I don't normally go into. And so it's been like a fun little journey for me. Well, that's perfect. I'm glad I asked then. Yeah, we got the updated version. Yeah. And probably uh, more relevant to the music that you're going to put out. Yeah, Um, definitely. You mentioned like kind of trying to be more 90s with your sound. That's something I think has been somewhat trending lately. Is that something you're cognizant of that you're doing on purpose to just sort of go with that, that trend of kind of the resurgence of nineties, early two thousand sounds. I think maybe it was like a subconscious thing. Yeah. Um, Oh, the, do you know the band slow pulp? Yeah. They're doing like a lot of like nineties stuff. And I remember like when I was making, Um, my demos for this album we were listening to their new album a lot but i don't know it's like i there definitely is a trend of like kind of going back to the 90s um and like that whole sound but I also have never felt like I've been like making music like truer to how I want it to sound until now so yeah I think it's like a little bit of both where I'm kind of just kind of like finding what I like the sound I want but also I guess it's probably influenced by everything else that's coming out right now yeah that makes total sense yeah I mean it would it makes sense for both things to sort of happen together Mm -hmm. because there's no avoiding just hearing you know what's happening around you and also you know making what you want to make and and the result will be a combination so Mm -hmm. that's cool uh speaking of like trends and like keeping up with the way music is changing and stuff I kind of wanted to talk to you about which I talked to a lot of musicians about just the act of being on social media like, mm-hmm. are you comfortable with like promoting your own music on social media? I know some bands like just hate doing it. They outsource it to a manager or whatever. But what is your take on kind of the way, you know, indie artists like yourself have to, you know, post stuff on social media to stay relevant and stuff? Yeah, I hate social media so okay. much. Um, if Like I, the only one I'm, the only platform I'm like super active on is Instagram. Yeah. And even then it's like, I'm not even that active. I'm trying to be better about it, but like, it's dumb that I even have to try to be better at that. Um, but I don't have like a TikTok. I have a Twitter, but it's more just like, I just post random shit on there. Like, yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm comfortable like promoting my own stuff on social media in like a way that I like am proud of like I like Instagram I'm super comfortable with because I can like post like whatever 
a cool like because I'm really into like the visual side of my yeah. like artistry as well. So it's cool to like post stuff on Instagram and like share like the vision with other people. But as far as like TikTok and like stuff, yeah. goes, I can't do that. I like I don't think I'm like I have the charisma for that type of promotion like the people that are like ah go stream my single like I admire them so much because I could not do that like naturally like that just does not come to me in the way that it comes to them (laughs) yeah yeah TikTok especially is one that I guess it's I guess it's I don't know maybe we're a little bit older than the group that really got it going Mm-hmm. but it's just so it's such a black box for me like I mean I go on it occasionally and see stuff but like I just can't imagine being on it to promote my own music or how you use it clearly like some artists and musicians are finding success through it is kind of why yeah. I'm curious about it because it seems like it can be a good platform not necessarily for self-promotion but like your music can catch on it is awesome how musically focused the content is, mm-hmm. but I just like the idea of trying to use it purposely and like intentionally to, to promote your music sounds really hard to me. Yeah. It's, I don't think I could ever get to that point. Cause I also just like, I don't love like taught, like speaking and being like, go listen to this. Like this is, yeah. I'm really proud of this. Like that's, uncomfortable to me like when I like type it out on Instagram like it's a few drafts before it like gets to that point yeah and even like when I'm on stage like I can't do like stage banter like I'm really bad at talking about myself so (laughs) I it's just not in my um it's not just not part of who I am I get you I get you yeah stage banter is is also super hard skill I don't oh I God, really yeah. admire people who can who can just like get up there and say interesting, funny, good things. Or like tell jokes and stuff. I'm like, dude, I can't do that. It's just I was like advised <laughs> to just talk as little as possible. Yeah, I think that's probably the best move. Like if if you're not like super good at it, then just don't do it too much, probably. That makes yeah. sense. I kept just like saying the dumbest shit and then my bandmates were just like, maybe just like don't say anything. And I was like, you know what? Thank you for giving me permission to not speak because <laughs> I would, I will happily do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd, I'd love to hear more about your bandmates. Uh, have you been playing with the same people for a while or has it been a rotating cast? It's primarily like the rhythm section has stayed the same for sure my brother is my drummer oh cool and then his friend who's also now my friend at this point but he originally came into the band because he's my brother's friend his name's kyle uh he plays bass and they're both very talented like they work very very well together um and then i obviously i play like rhythm guitar and i sing um, my friend Desiree just joined the band and she's playing keyboard, which is cool Yeah, to have a, another girl in the band. And then um, my lead guitarist just changed to my friend Adrian and he's great. So talented. I'm very happy. He's helping me with my album too. So we're a good little duo. Nice. Yeah. That, that's cool. What's it like uh, playing and collaborating with your brother it's good um my brother and i are really close in age we're 15 months apart so oh wow okay um it's we definitely like butt heads at times but not even in like a we're arguing kind of way it's more just like he'll like hurt my feelings by saying that i'm like pitchy or something and I yeah take yeah it, like, really personally um but also my brother's just like such a genius like a musical genius and has like perfect pitch and like is very technically trained and I'm not at all so like I think that's like our main difference when we're practicing and I think something sounds like okay but he's like absolutely not like that's unacceptable yeah and I'm like okay well let's just relax a little bit (laughs) 
Um, yeah, but yeah, that can it's be like, good and bad. <laughs> yeah, we never like argue, especially not in front of like bandmates or whatever. But sometimes I'll just be like, "Ugh, whatever." Like he just kind of bummed me out today, but I'll get over it. I grew up with it. I'm fine. Yeah, but also he takes you to a another level of quality sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Which He's is good. Pushing us to be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to find the balance there for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's really cool. Do you have any other siblings or is it just the two of you? I have, he's my um, only biological sibling. And then I have a few step siblings as well from my mom and my dad. They both got remarried. Is everyone musical? Um, My stepsister plays the bass. She actually lives in Washington. um, Oh, cool. But she's very like keeps to herself like, She's super, super talented too, but just like loves to just figure things out on her own. Yeah. So she has like loop pedals and just like makes cool shit on her own. Nice. So when you are writing music or working on a new song, how do you know when something is good? Is there is there something that like clicks in your brain or certain way you go about it when you know like this is going to be a good song versus... I need to throw this one in the trash. Usually it's just like a feeling that I get. I don't know how to like describe it, but um, yeah. I'll like, cause I, I write like a lot and most of the time if I find myself kind of like lacking the motivation to like finish. Cause like I usually, I like to write like at least like the basic part of a song, like lyrics, melody, like chord progressions, like, all in one day just while I have like the momentum going. Yeah. There'll be times where I'm like sitting down and I'm like trying to like think of lyrics and just like nothing's coming to me or like it just doesn't sound like it doesn't have like that quality that I'm looking for. Yeah. And so then I'll just kind of like give up on it. <laughs> like I'll, I record everything onto like my phone or like I write it down, but yeah, most of the time if I abandon ship like mid song, I'll never go back to it. Um, And then the songs that I'm, that usually have like that quality where I'm like, okay, this is good. It's like, I'll write it in like five minutes and I just like really like get what I need to say out there. And then I'm like, okay, this is cool. And then I'll immediately send it to like everyone that I know. And I'll be like, look what I just did. Nice. (laughs) And then if they have a good response and I'm like, okay, cool, I'm keeping this and I'm going to work with it. That's great. No, I love it. It's good to get feedback. I mean, mm-hmm. not everyone does that. I think if you're really serious about it, you got to get some feedback and get some input from outside sources. Yeah, it's funny because I feel like a lot of people struggle with like the part of like they've written a song, but then they're like too afraid to like put it out there. And like, I think I have the opposite problem. <laughs> you're get, like ready. You're like, listen to this. Yeah, I get a little too excited about it. And then I just like maybe put things out there before they're even ready. But at least I like (laughs) have the confidence, I guess, to do that. Yeah. I think that's the better of the two problems to have. If I had to choose, I'd I'd rather be like you. Because people are like, how do you do that? And I'm like, how do you not? Like, I don't know. It's just like who (laughs) I am. Yeah. No, that's really cool. I think that is great. And on that topic of like, getting really excited about songs that you've written. I always like to ask what your favorite original song is. It's either, I don't know, 20 folds really cool. Like I like the direction that that one has. Um, yeah. Cutting it close is like probably my favorite, I think um, just because it's, it's more like personal and yeah. It just has, I don't know, it's like, it has like a nice feel to it. And I feel like it like, like really captured a time in my life, like the time in my life that I wrote it. So yeah, I think that one's my favorite. That's really cool. Was that one of those ones where it all came together really quickly? Yeah, that one, we wrote the initial idea. We actually wrote the entire song because that one I wrote with my old producer and um, we wrote it all in one day. It was actually the first song we ever wrote together. And we had only met the day before that. And then like the next day he was like, do you want to work on 
a song together and I was like, Oh my God, I don't know. Like that's so scary. <laughs> Cause I had never like collaborated with anyone yeah. before. And I was like, not confident in my collabing abilities. And, um, then I went over there and he had kind of like a, the instrumental part like figured out. And I was like, Oh God, like that's the part that I usually do when I write the lyrics. So like, this is going to be a disaster. And then, um, he just kept playing it and I just, something just came to me and I was like, Oh wait, I have lyrics and a melody and everything that we need for this. And so then we recorded it and that was that. And then we kept working together. That's awesome. That's a really good introduction to collaborating. (laughs) Like I know it went so well. I mean, it definitely could have gone worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So the fact that it went well is really great and probably helpful for your career too would keep you open to working with people again not like scare you off definitely definitely nice okay a question opposite to that one and you don't have to choose you could not answer or you could choose something that you're working on for this but uh is there a least favorite song of yours that that maybe just didn't come together as you hoped or Maybe it just frustrates, maybe one part of it frustrates you. It doesn't have to be like, I hate this song, but like, yeah. which one is your least favorite? I think my first project that I put out is like my least favorite, but I yeah. feel like that's the same for like a lot of artists. Sure. Um, but that's okay. I, yeah. Yeah. Like I've just like really progressed past that point. And like my first like EP that I put out was just me and I didn't really get any help from anyone else. And, so I guess in a way it makes it like special, but at the same time, like now that I've worked with different people, I'm like, Oh my God, the potential that this has, like it could have been so much better. Yeah, I like, I don't know. I also love sick. Like I really like that song, but I hate the album artwork on it. <laughs> <So> <laughs> that is like one of my most like regretful like decisions because it's just like such bad quality and it's like one of my most popular songs and I have to look at it so often. Did you do it yourself or where did the artwork come from? No, my friend did it and like I, the artwork itself is really good and I really like it, but it just like didn't transfer over well to like to digital. Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. And like there's like I there's like a border on it too yeah. that I'm like not crazy about. But that was like my own choice. So that was just dumb on my part. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, artists are always nitpicky about their own stuff, so you're definitely like more critical. I mean, I I think it looks cool. I mean, I get <laughs> I get what you're saying about it being yeah. like I didn't, you know, transfer to digital very cleanly. Yeah. But that being said, sometimes that look of like the lower resolution, you know, kind of cut and pasty with the border, you know, some people go for that on purpose. So yeah, you're right. I kind of like could lean into it. Yeah. It's just, it's funny because the rest of my stuff since then, like, or everything, honestly, that I've released is like a, a film, like picture, yeah. except for that. And I'm like, oh, God, I could have <laughs> really gone with that trend and I just really missed it, but it's okay. Yeah. Fix it. That's okay. I think you just live with it. I think you live with yeah. it. Don't you change it. You learn. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, speaking of like, you know, mistakes or or regrets or feeling like you could have done something better it's obvious to anyone who makes music or art that it can sometimes be like a frustrating process like whether it be the actual creation of the art or like trying to find success with an audience or something like that Mm -hmm. how do you find motivation when you're feeling down or when you're feeling stuck oh that's a good question i um I feel like I went through like really intense writer's block um, over like quarantine. Yeah. Like super bad. Like there was a good like six or seven months where I just could not write anything no matter how hard I tried. And it was just like so annoying and I was getting so hard on myself and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give up. And there's been a couple points where I've said that like whether it be like the fact that I can't write a song in the moment or like I'm having complications with like the people that I'm working with. And then somehow like right when I get to that point, something like clicks in me and then something really good happens. 
like right after my writer's block, I wrote my entire album in like two weeks. Wow. And cause I just had been like holding in all this emotion some, for some reason that like something was blocking me from like releasing it all. And then as soon as I was like, I give up, then everything was like, Oh, here you go. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. Like I guess every time I like reach like a low point in like my music career, I, something, something happens where it just like keeps me going somehow. So yeah. hopefully that continues to happen or maybe I won't even hit a low point anymore. Cause I know that like my confidence is building in yeah. what I'm creating. Yeah. Each time it happens, you know, you could get yourself out of it again. Yeah. So you feel better about it. It will happen less. That makes sense. Yeah. And I think it, you know, it's funny. Talk to a lot of people about how quarantine went for them as like a musician and, and it is pretty common for a lot of musicians not to actually write that much. It felt like there was a lot of pressure on artists oh and musicians God, yeah. to be like, oh, you have all this time now. You better write. You better write. It's better come so up with ridiculous. new stuff. Yeah. Whereas like at the same time, I'm like, there's so much shit going on. Like we're going through something here. Like I know people yeah. just expected music to be made. And, you know, some people did, but a lot of people, I think like you couldn't make it happen. And that's perfectly understandable in my opinion i'm like yeah just because there's more time doesn't mean it's right to make art you know yeah my i think it just like everyone's mental health just took like a yeah a dive and i don't know for some people i guess that could like help their writing process but for me if like if my if i'm like really depressed like there i can't do anything like yeah. not, i can't write anything about how i'm feeling cuz i don't even know how i'm feeling yeah absolutely i think that makes perfect sense and i also like kind of the way you described not quite like saying saying i'm going to give up not really meaning it but it's sort of like you give your per, give yourself permission to like let go of the pressure mm-hmm. and like let go of the the self-inflicted pressure as well. Say like, I don't oh have gosh, to do yeah. this. I think that is a really freeing thing. So that makes sense too. Yeah. It's so like, I put so much pressure on myself. It's so bad. <laughs> like I'll make up like these, like, <laughs> yeah, they're just not even real deadlines in my head, but I'm like, I have to get this out by this date. And then if I, if something's falling behind, I'll like start to freak out. And then I'm like, dude, this is not even a real thing. Like I can just push it back. This is like my, I'm, self-managing right now yeah 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 but I'm just like way too hard on myself I'm like this is so unprofessional of me and I'm like (laughs) okay well it's just me so yeah yeah you gotta have both you gotta have the balance it's good that you have some of that in you it's like you you do need to keep on some track you know you don't want to be never getting anything done but Mm -hmm. then you don't want to push yourself too hard so that's definitely like a dilemma for a lot of artists and musicians I think just yeah, like I think I'll figuring like, out that balance. I think that will take like the rest of my life to like continue to navigate that balance. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that's true for really anybody. I mean, even if you're not like making music or art, like just getting things done, like obviously there's like if you have a job or something, there's other people involved or like a right. boss or whatever. But at the same time, like you could always quit your job if it's making you unhappy. Like there's mm. always a choice to yeah. force yourself to do something versus like you know letting yourself off the hook if it's too much or if it's not good for you anymore so right right that's definitely a balance mm-hmm. so we're getting pretty deep into it i want to make sure i get to the main question of the podcast which is somewhat vague on purpose you can take it however you want to take it but mm-hmm. for you chloe why do you make music what do you think is the point of making music? Um, wow. <laughs> Honestly, nobody's ever asked me that question before. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of simple, right? Like I'm yeah, like that's I'm why like, I started wait. asking. I was like, it's it's fun to talk about the why. A lot of people ask about the how and the what of music, like Yeah. But like I like to ask like what, you know, what what makes you keep doing it? It's obviously can be rewarding and frustrating. But something about it, like, keeps bringing you back to writing songs and making new music, you know. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be, like, an eloquent, beautiful answer. It could just be, like, 
I just like it. You know, some people are just like, yeah. it's just fun. It's what I do. So however you want to answer it is good. I think like if you had asked me that when I like first started making music and first put out my like projects, like my EP, I would have said like, I just want like people to be proud of me, which is yeah. like, kind of, like, I don't know. It's kind of sad, but that's okay. Now I feel like I've like, as I've grown as a musician, I've just made like so many amazing connections with people and like, I wouldn't have the people in my life, like probably like the closest friends in my life had I not like put out that first project. And like, I've just really grown to like love making music and love creating new things. Yeah. So I think I just like, it just makes me happy. And I like want to like do things that make me happy. That's perfect. That's beautiful. (laughs) And your first answer was, was good too. I mean, it makes perfect sense to want to have people be proud of you for like making something or doing something. I mean, yeah, that's something I think we all want. So yeah, even that's valid. And hopefully, I don't know, have you been playing any live shows lately? I mean, I know we're sort of getting back into being able to do shows. Yeah. I haven't since the pandemic I haven't played a like I've played a couple live sessions um which were cool but I am like there's a show in the works coming up um oh cool in November well because just because of my album it's really hard for me to be like focusing on live stuff right now but I should be done or like have more free time around November and I'm releasing a single in November, not from the album. It's just like a leftover song. Okay. Um, but I'm releasing that in November. So I'm going to have a little like show to go with it just for like funsies. And then, um, after that, I'm probably going to get the ball rolling more with live, live stuff just because that's like what I really love to do. Okay. Um, so yeah, I have like a new manager. You actually uh, interviewed her. She's Donna from all. Oh yeah. Donna's awesome. That's yeah. cool. Um, she's managing me now and she has like, she's great. She knows what she's doing. So oh, she's yeah. going to make it happen. Hell yeah. I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah. So you, you say doing live shows is really what you love. So you love that even more than the recording producing aspect. I think so. It's more like, um, instant gratification. Yeah. <laughs> so, like recording is a lot of like hurry up and wait, which I, really like it's been a struggle for me to like get used to that because I am such like if I have an idea I want it to like happen immediately yeah um so and even just like you make the song and then you have to wait to record it and then you're recording you have to wait for someone to mix it and master it and then you have to like submit it to be distributed and like that takes a while and then it's out and then by then you're just like well I don't even like this anymore like (laughs) but totally yeah so live shows are definitely more fun because it's like you can just share something and then people are like oh my gosh that was cool or i hated that but either way yeah you're still getting feedback immediately from it so yeah i love that that's good and uh so we've got the new album coming out hopefully soonish new are are any of the songs you put out recently gonna be on the album or are they all kind of one-off singles then they are all one-off singles. They were supposed to be part of an EP. Um, I was going to release it before the pandemic. Um, but then once the pandemic started, I was like, I don't know when this will ever be normal again. So instead of just putting everything out and then just like not releasing anything forever, I was just like going to space them all out and kind of like keep myself relevant in a way yeah um so and it kind of worked out nicely because i have one more song to release and then i'm gonna start releasing stuff from the album so it kind of like worked out nicely like spaced out nicely cool and uh what's kind of besides releasing the album getting back to playing shows what are your kind of goals going forward what do you hope to achieve in like the near future is it just you know getting growing an audience is it 
working on the next album after that? You know, where, where do you want to go in the next couple of years? I'm definitely trying to work on growing my audience. I have like a good digital audience, I would say. Um, like streaming numbers are pretty decent. Um, but as far as like live stuff, it's, it doesn't really like match up as much as I would like it to. So I'm trying to kind of like immerse myself more into like the live scene and get like a good live following. So that's definitely a goal of mine. Um, I'm also trying to sign to a label with this album. So that's like probably my top priority. Yeah. Um, which will be exciting and cool and fun. And also tour. I would love to go on a tour. Yeah. That's really cool. I'm sure the process of finding a label will be interesting. I've never yes. gone through that. I wouldn't know. It sounds fun, exciting, and probably scary, frustrating. Definitely. I kind of have already put out some feelers for it um, with the demos that I have. And then I started working with my producer and he was like, he is like a very talented man, has worked with a lot of like bigger bands and he has a lot of connections to nice labels and stuff. So he's like willing to help out as much as he can. Um, and then he's also just giving me advice on like how to go about it. So I have some good people in my corner to kind of help me through that process. That's great. That's really great to hear. Um, well, we're towards the end. Speaking of great people in your corner, I always ask if you could not mandatory recommend another musically creative person or artist that I could interview in a future episode. Yeah. Um, my guitarist, Adrian, he's in a band called modern animal and they're super cool. It's just him, but he plays live with like a band. Um, yeah, cool. But he's super cool. Very talented man. Um, I also am working with another dude named Andrew fam and he's in a thing. I think it's just a solo project as well, but it's called yours, Andrew. And it's really cool as well. So, Oh, cool. Always yeah. love to talk to a fellow Andrew. So yeah, <laughs> cool. Great. I am excited to check out their music and hopefully talk to them. That'd be cool. Um, I have one more question, but mm-hmm. before I ask, do you have anything you wanted to add or say that we didn't get to? Honestly, we covered a lot. Yeah. I think we covered everything. Yeah, we did good. We're good. Um, I just like to check at the end just in case. Yeah. Sometimes people like are holding something in the back of their mind like mm-hmm. they meant to say to an earlier question or something. Oh, right, right. So just want to check. All good. Uh, my last final real question is when was the last time a piece of music could be you know, a recorded piece of music that you listen to on Spotify could be a concert. Any sort of musical listening experience gave you the chills. Jeez. Like the first answer that came to my head is going to be like, it's so conceited. That's perfect. (laughs) Always go with that. Yeah. We were um, recording two days ago and I have like the most talented people like recording on my album, which, and I, have never had this many people like work on a project and like have faith in a project like this before. Yeah. Um, so I was already feeling like a type of way. And then we were recording this one song that like means a lot to me. And, um, they were tracking like drums, bass and guitar, like all live in the same room. And I'm just like listening on the other side and they didn't know like how to end the song. So they just kind of kept going and it just, the the longer they were going like with the chord progression and just like their improvisation, they were improvising and it just like gave the song like a whole new like feeling. And I literally like started crying. That's awesome. (laughs) Like I got like the chills and I like got all like emotional about it. And I was like, damn, like this, this is going to be like something. Yeah. So yeah, I've been list- I recorded it on my phone because I like didn't want to forget it and I just have been listening to it so much. I'm like, wow, this like they just really like brought it to life for me and it blew me away. Oh yeah. That yeah. that is awesome. And I don't think that's conceited at all. I think it's great. You know, one of my earlier questions was like when you know something you're making is good and that's like 
perfect example. Like if your own music, the project you're working on is giving you the chills, then it's probably going to be pretty, pretty awesome. And uh, that's pretty much all I got for you. Uh, Chloe, thanks for being on. Keep making cool shit. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. And uh, we always end with a high five, even though right. it's virtual. It's still fun to do. So I'll, I'll count down from three and then we'll high five. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. <laughs> Perfect. That, that sounded together, but I know that it's probably not going to be. <laughs> It's almost never on time, but I love it. I just love it. <laughs> Alrighty. Thank you for talking. Hope you have a great day. Thank you so much for having me. Listener, thanks for checking out this episode of Sound for Thought. I know there are a gajillion podcasts out there for you to listen to, and I appreciate you giving this one a shot. If you enjoyed it, go check out another episode. Maybe you'll discover some more new music from an artist you've never heard of before. If you've got some extra few spare seconds in your day don't forget to click on that subscribe or follow button on spotify or whatever platform you're using if you've got another few moments you could give us a review and some stars on apple podcast thanks again to chloe for coming on the show she was a fantastic guest go follow her on instagram at cloford and keep up with her music. Go stream the new single, Cutting It Close. And I know another single is coming out in November real soon. Her album should arrive sometime in 2022. So keep an eye out for that. Thanks, as always, to my dear friend Aiden Danzi, the Judd Zingle Project for our theme and backing music. Follow our whole team on Instagram at Redefining Records to keep up with this show. Get new music recommendations, read album reviews, music rants, and features on indie artists, and so much more. 
Lastly, the best thing you could do to support us would be just tell your friends about this cool indie music podcast called Sound for Thought. Maybe they'll check it out and they'll think that you're cool since you found it and recommended it. Either way, I think you're cool for listening and I appreciate you sharing it. Thanks again and I hope you discovered something awesome today and you go out and keep finding new music. This has been a Redefining Records production. 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 production.